Thanks for checking out Free Chapel Young Adults. We're excited to share this third Wednesday service with you. If you want any information about how you can get connected, follow us on Instagram or text FCOCYA to 313131. We hope you enjoy this episode, and we'll see you next month for our next third Wednesday gathering. Let's give it up. Well, welcome everybody to Third Wednesday. So uh, awesome to see everybody here. Uh, Love that just we're adding more chairs. And uh, sorry if you hadn't had a chair just yet. There's some seats up front. I know there's some people maybe waiting in the back, but don't feel awkward about coming right up the front. Um, Great to see you all tonight. Are you happy to be here? Happy with who you're sitting next to? Maybe you met somebody. on that little uh, 51st date speed, maybe speed dating, maybe if you're wearing a red or a yellow, it's speed friending, whatever it is. Uh, hopefully you got to meet a couple cool people. We, we certainly are glad that you're here. And I, I was meeting, even looking across the crowd, so many faces I don't recognize. So in case we haven't met, uh, my name is Cody. And really the goal of these nights is to come around a conversation on uh, what following Jesus looks like in 2021. How many know that can be a challenge sometimes, especially tonight in, in this conversation we, as we begin to unpack relationships and romance and singleness and dating. And already I can see some people, their their neck is getting a little bit stiff. Just feel free to relax. Um, I do want to just share an exciting announcement. We've launched a podcast around Third Wednesday, and so uh, these nights are being recorded, and so uh, you guys are the, the live audience here. So in addition to what's happening here tonight, we're going to get a chance to listen back and maybe share it with a friend if something happens tonight that you just feel free to, you know, if someone, someone in your life may benefit from this or if you feel like, hey, this was a really cool idea, I just want to share it with some people around me. That's, that's the goal. So uh, tonight we're talking about romance. I'm joined with some very special people. Firstly, I want to introduce my beautiful wife, Rachel, who's sitting to my left. Incredible. Rachel, uh, and yeah, Easy e is in the back. That's what we call our son. His name's Everett, but we call him Easy e He's uh, five months old. We've been married four and a half years, which isn't a whole long time, but it's at least three Hollywood marriages, so we're happy about that. Uh, and then uh, two really close friends to us. This is Andrea and Darren, and uh, so glad that you guys are here tonight. Yeah. They are as real as it gets. Um, we've known them for about two years now, ever since we started here at Free Chapel, and um, you guys are really lucky. We're lucky to hear from them. They're full of wisdom, um, especially just around this topic, um, and they're just going to share from their hearts, and it's just going to be a conversation, and um, yeah, I just want to honor them, though. We're like so blessed by their friendship, and um, anyone who knows them loves them and loves them deeply. Is like so passionate about being around them and being their friend. Um, that's just kind of the, the people that they are. And so if you ever are around them, just know that you are blessed. And so we're going to be blessed tonight to hear from them. And uh, they're just incredible. And they love the Lord. And for Cody and I, as we think about, um, you know, being married and having a family, like this is these are like our goals goals and every, yeah, every area. Um, so yeah, hashtag goals. So we just love them and we're excited to have them here tonight. Yeah. Thank you for being here, both of you. And just as we jump into this conversation, maybe if I could just set it up for a moment, um, really what is such a real topic for us as young adults to talk about, um, all the different seasons of life. And I was just reminded as we began to unpack this 
really this topic um, this week and with some of our team, how important um, your 20s are around relationships. Can I just say tonight, relationships matter and how you handle relationships matter, especially in your 20s, because reality is the way that you date in your 20s kind of sets the foundation for the rest of your life and sort of how you interact with relationships, not even just romantic ones, but even around friends and um, colleagues and all the relationships that kind of happen in your 20s. It's such a pivotal time. And how much more important, I think, for us to address something that is as significant as love and dating and romance. I want to just maybe read a scripture to start us off. Um, You'll find out quickly if if you um, come here that you're welcome and you belong here before you believe what we do. But you'll find out quickly that we are a community of Jesus followers. And so we believe in Jesus and uh, believe that he is God's son and that God's word is kind of our source for wisdom. Actually, I remember hearing someone say um, that wisdom is simply just asking God for his opinion. And I like that idea. I like that just wisdom is kind of saying, God, what do you think about this? And so especially in something as important as relationships, I think wisdom would tell us before we try and date anybody, before we get engaged, before we slide into that DM or try and shoot your shot, wisdom would tell us, hey, God, what do you think about this idea? And I want to read us this passage of scripture um, to sort of frame the context of relationships. Psalm 37, it's a familiar um, verse, Psalm 37 and verse 23. Maybe you've heard it said like this, the, the kind of old school translation says, the steps of the righteous are ordered. Anybody ever heard that before? The steps of the righteous are ordered. Let me read you this translation. It says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. Here's the part I love. He delights in every detail of their life. Can I just tell you today, God, what every detail of your life matters to God. <laughs> every single detail, especially relationships. Just at the beginning of the night, I want to tell you, God hasn't forgotten about you. He sees you in your season, whether it's a singleness season, a dating season, a frustrated season, every detail of your life matters to God. And relationships are important to God. And so maybe just for the next, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes, as we begin to unpack this topic, can I just um, ask you to do something with me? So often I think our culture and television and reality TV and Instagram defines the conversation around relationships. And the the problem with that is our culture, relationships wasn't their idea. Relationships, romance, sex, marriage, all of this is God's idea. God created it. So maybe just for the next couple minutes, we don't consider um, reality TV. We don't consider Instagram as the source or the uh, standard for what relationships should be. But really we can look to God's word, remember wisdom, ask God for his opinion and think um, that God's word, that Jesus is going to be the standard for what relationships can, can, can be. Can we do that together? Amen. Well, let's do this. Why don't you guys, maybe Andrea, Darren, can you just share just by maybe some biographical information? How did you guys meet? Well, we, this is kind of loaded, but we went to the same high school. He's two grades ahead of me. And so we had mutual friends. Um, and then we also worked for the same company um, and he was a manager and we ran into each other at a restaurant, what we like to say. Um, and he came up and he asked for my number, but he said he wanted me to come work for him. And so I gave him my number and I'm like, yeah, totally. 
What a pickup Later line. Later on, I found out, yeah. He said he never wanted to hire me. He wanted my number. So, um, yeah. So a little lie to start us out. But you know what? It's okay, right? That's really it. You want to add to that? Yeah, I would say, you know, I, I, I knew that I, when I saw her in high school, I knew that she was the one. And Wow. You know, I, I, I didn't know it at that time, really, but I said, you know what? There's something different. And mm. when I saw her out, we were actually, it was a work event, and I didn't have the courage to go up then. And then I realized that she was with somebody, so it wasn't the time. But then when I saw her again, when we were out, I gave, I got the courage to go up, but I had to use the manager line. And it just so <laughs> happened to start the topic off. And saying, hey, you know, we work for the same company. You know, are you interested in maybe coming over? And we started talking. So it was finding that common ground. I think that was giving me the courage to approach um, her when I was intimidated initially. But, you know, I think that that God had a plan and purpose Hmm. for that. Right. So I would just say, don't give up if you're looking for what you think you long for. Hmm. But just give it to God and let him pull you away. Right. And let him do it for you. So. So good. I mean, that, that's, that's, I don't know. That's, that's kind of what I would say. Yeah, it's really good. It's one of my favorite questions to ask uh, couples because even like we've talked about, like the story of how you met can sometimes be different from from the different perspectives. And so like, even at different seasons of life, we've talked about like before someone has asked us how we met. And then afterwards at home, I'll be like, I don't, I don't remember it that way. Or I don't think that's true. Or, you know, having thoughts about that, but yeah. Well, we met, I say we met in high school, which we did, but we didn't start dating until college. So I feel like we just, the details. The details. But um, yeah. Yeah. So let's take it back to maybe before you guys met, um, when you were single. Um, I think one of the questions that maybe some single people in the room would have is um, how much effort do you kind of put into singleness? Like how much focus is on you and how much focus should be on finding someone? Hmm. That's a good question. I kind of just want to start with this. I wasn't that great when I was single, as far as, um, I wasn't really in the word. Um, I was going to church, but I wasn't like living pure. And so for me, singleness was a little wild, if I'm honest. Hmm. Um, even dating, ah, I like that. Even dating, Hmm. I was, I didn't really know how to date. So tonight when we were talking about this, like for me, I, I, I'm going to come with what the Lord says on see on dating and on being single, because my version of it and the way I did it is it wasn't honoring God. I didn't honor him. I didn't honor him with my body. I didn't honor, you know, myself at all. And so, um, I, yeah, I just want to be real about that. Yeah. So so good. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think sometimes when you're on stage, you can think like we've got it all together or that like we're somehow relationship experts. But I think this is just really a conversation. And when we're talking about it, like even Rachel and I, as we have the privilege of kind of leading this community, but we can say like looking back over our story, there's a whole lot of things we wish we could have done differently and maybe handled it better. And even talking to some of the leaders in this room thinking, man, I wish I had this before I got married. I wish I had a night like this before I met somebody. But do you have any thoughts to that? Like how, how, how much should you pursue just a relationship in general as a single person? I think first you should be pursuing God above all else. Pursue him. I think about Ruth 
in the Bible. And I think about her posture. So Ruth had pain. She had loss. She went through all of this stuff. And it was when she was gleaning, the Bible says, where you're on your knees and you're kind of in the, this prostrate position that her Boaz noticed her. Hmm. And so I think if we look at it from that perspective and if we're seeking God and we're in the word, he's going to bring yeah. your husband to you. I'm not saying go sit in your apartment and, and you know, don't take care of yourself. But <laughs> I feel like I, I seriously feel like in dating, it's like, oh, my gosh, I need a husband. Oh, my gosh. You know, time's running out. Time's ticking. Yes. It's like, no, like mm. take that pressure off of yourself. Mm. Seek him. Yeah. Honestly, seek him. Yeah. And he's going to bring you your husband or your wife. Yeah. Yield yourself to him like yeah. Ruth did. She was in this position. And Boaz saw her and he heard about her and her character. And that's how she ended up to where she was. Yeah. So if that makes any sense. And above all else, guard your heart because everything you do flows from it. Yeah. I didn't guard my heart. So and good. so for Darren. Yeah. No, for Darren in our relationship, it took time. Like, I'm thankful that he was patient with me mm. because I didn't, I didn't guard my heart. And that took us longer as far as just to be where we are today, we've been married 10 and a half years. Let's go. You know? A big deal. And so, yeah. really, that's just what I, that's my little bit. What you got, Boo? I would say from, a, from being single, it's important as a guy to surround yourself with the right crowd. I yeah. think that peer pressure is wow. real. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. as guys, we tend to go with the crowd. So I mm-hmm. think it's important that, when you're single, that you understand what your goals and perspectives are and that you surround yourself with the right people that have those same perspectives. Yeah. Um, and if, you, if you're the only person that actually knows deep down inside that it's wrong, but no one else does, I think you need to look outside of that crowd mm-hmm. and find where you can be that you maybe do fit in, right? And it's okay to not fit in at the same time. But I think, again, yeah. being single and being okay with it is better than rushing into something that can have a long-term effect that could again to Cody's point you know your 20s you you can't go back in time all you have is the forward so I think if we if we focus on the now then we can continue to move in what God's called us to be Mm. yeah that's so good so good and kind of along those lines like what would you say to someone who's like um so caught up in timelines I'm like I've got to be single for this amount of time I've got to be dating for this amount of time I've got to be engaged for this amount of time and like obviously, you know, want to be married. So, cause I feel like so often when we talk about singleness, like there's, it's so sad. Cause I feel like people are like just wanting to like date and be with someone, but singleness they're like, God can and does so much in your life when you're single. Like there is so much fruit that, um, comes out of your life in that season that like, isn't in any other season in your life when you're dating or when you're engaged or married. Um, and it's such a unique season. And so I feel like sometimes we put these like timelines on like, it's gotta be, you know, and honestly singleness, like the littlest amount of time. And then I can date for this. And then, but like, so what would you say to this idea on timelines when it comes to these different seasons in our life? I would say, take the pressure off of yourself. Yeah. Um, God is the God of seasons and he's the God of suddenly moments. And Mm. so our timeline and his timeline is never going to line up. So we need to trust him. Yeah. Just trust him. And it's going to come when you least expect it. Even with Darren, I wasn't looking for Darren. It just happened. Mm. And I'm thankful that it wasn't me seeking him or seeking in that way. Just 
Just take the pressure off of yourself. God loves you more than you. He cares about you. Yeah. He made no mistake when he made you in the secret yeah. place. And so he knows what's good for you and what's not. And so just trust him. Mm-hmm. Just keep seeking him. That's it. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. Awesome. So good, Great. Andrea. So good. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I think she said it That's well. A good word. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. And I think yeah. like, I just want to highlight a couple of things that you had each just said about that because the reality is like, Someone once told me some great dating advice. It actually was dating advice to say, run as fast as you can towards Jesus. And then you can occasionally look around and see who keeps up mm. and just kind of see kind of so as you begin, <laughs> as you begin to kind of go about this season yeah. that, you know, we, we focus so much, I think on, you know, and, and maybe different from their story. Like there was some pursuit on both ends for our relationship. She really pursued me. Come on. Coach. <laughs> I did. Actually, in high school, I did. Um, no shame. And I don't think, well, what I would say is, um, I don't think that that's like a bad thing by any means. And I think that like God works on both sides of that. But yeah. the principle is, I think, focusing, I think, on this, um, this, just this idea of I'm going to follow after Jesus first. And really, I think when it comes to dating, part of our questions about finding someone are actually trust questions. Yeah. We're actually wondering, not just is there someone for me, but can I trust that God has someone for mm-hmm. me? And just that shift in perspective to understand that I can trust God. Yeah. Literally, the Bible says that he knows us before we were born. Mm-hmm. He knows our purpose. He knows every hair on our head. The Bible says that there's literally nothing on the planet that goes outside of God's sight. So we really think he wouldn't know our partner? Of course God does. The question I think is, can I trust him? And I think that's what God wants to know from us. Maybe that's the question that God is even asking us tonight is to say, do you trust me Mm -hmm. with this really precious and intimate part of your heart? When it comes to looking for somebody, Mm -hmm. um, what, what do you look for? What do you look for in a significant other? I don't know. Obviously, there has to be some sort of physical attraction right off the bat, right? Yeah. Right? I would think so, right? <laughs> I mean, if, I mean, if Darren looked a hot mess, I would have kept walking. And I would have needed literally, like, God to audibly speak and say, this is your husband, right? Or he would have had to do it a different way, like third time's a charm. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, I think there has to be that initial attraction, mm-hmm. But even after that, it's character. So here I go. I think about Esther in the Bible, right? It was her beauty that got her into the palace. It got her noticed and she became queen, but it was her character that kept her in there. And it was her character that saved her life and the life of many others. Yeah. So if we look at it that way, beauty gets you only so far yeah. before it, your character shows. And yeah. so wow. I think even with Darren, he was a man of integrity, mm-hmm. like actually the first honest, integral man I had ever known wow. in wow. my life besides my stepdad. And so mm-hmm. that right there to me, that is the biggest turn on, you know, um, yeah. it is though, like for real, like yeah. I dated like dated not dated like not good guys and so yeah that was a big thing for me but he looked good too you know and i don't sing but i just feel like it tonight there we go (laughs) i mean what i would add is i think i look for the connection so i look at you know can can i connect with them not on just a relationship level but can we go beyond that can we 
seek God together? And are we equally yoked? And I think that that's important to me is I had fallen backslided out of church at the time before I met Andrea. And so I was really crying out to God at one point being single and saying, I would like to get back in church. And so to me, it was important to find somebody that would help me get back on the right path. So I think looking for that connection that leads you back to God is also important, but, you know, also being able to have that character, like she mentioned as well, too. But yeah, we were saying too, because the first thing I said to you when you, when you met up with me, I said, oh, do you want to go to church? (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That's so crazy. And I didn't know, but God knew that, that that would come out of my mouth, even when I was wild. You know, I was kind of wild then too, (laughs) you know, but God knew and he used that. And so we went to church together. Hmm. (laughs) Not like that. No, no, no. I meant like, no, I totally. And then we. You know, it's good. Really good. Here you guys are. Yeah. And they've got three kids now and they're the most beautiful boys ever. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that's, you said something about, you know, there's, uh, there's physical attraction, which I don't think there's, you know, sometimes we downplay that as like, we should just kind of settle in that sense. But I also think that that, like you said, it only does go so far Mm -hmm. and physical attraction, um, you know, like this is, this is, I guess like sometimes we date, like we have this shopping list, you know, and there's like, we, we kind of look around, like maybe some of you went shopping tonight as you walked in, you kind of were measuring people up against your list, you know, see if they fit. And I think like the problem with that is sometimes the shopping list is only skin deep. Yeah. And you, you begin to like measure people up against like all this list of what you want. And I guess the encouragement in that sense is, you know, let's shorten up that list a little bit, but focus on what's beyond that, yeah. you know, because, you, you know, it, when you're just kind of measuring people up against like a physical standard, see what I think we oftentimes do is we will like choose someone based on our physical needs and then ask God to bless it later. Mm. And so we think like, okay, I have this need for intimacy, or I, I know I'm I'm at your house tonight. I'm coming for you. <laughs> but we we choose, you know, based on I have this need for intimacy, or I want to be noticed, or I want to be beautiful, or I want to be loved, or I want to be cared for. And so th- these are all real needs. Um, but we kind of choose someone to satisfy our physical needs. But then we say, okay, God, we did this. Now can you bless that? Really, I think it's flipped because what we often should be doing, especially around looking for someone or dating, is say, God, would you lead me to the person that you want to bless me with? And to flip that and say, I I believe that God, listen, God created physical attraction. Like Andrea said, he wants you to find someone that turns you on. We're going to say it in church, even though you just got a tight booty about it, but we're going to say it because this is God's idea. And let me just say, like, even around physical needs, the Bible says that God can supply all of our needs, not just our spiritual ones, but our physical ones. And what I've learned, I think what we've learned, I don't know if you want to say anything about this in marriage, um, but there's, you know, physical attraction only goes so far. Marriage is so much deeper than just, oh, I'm attracted to this person, right? Well, because, yeah, because you've got to, especially when you get married, it's day in and day out. And when things are amazing and then when things are really difficult and challenging and 
because that's just life, right? It's like you've got these amazing moments and then you've got some really challenging, hard stuff that you walk through. And so it's, it's matters like to God, to who you're with and who's going to be like journeying with you through that. And so I know like one of the initial things, like, yes, he's like, (laughs) I was at high school too. And he was in, on, in like the worship band. So I feel like in high school, any guy that's like on stage with a guitar and like can sing. Yeah. No, I was like, for sure. I was like, okay. And then, but the more that I got to know him, and the more that we got to like spend time together, I'm like, his heart is even better than what's on the outside. Um, yeah. And that it's so important because it's day in and day out. It's who you, yeah. Yeah. And so we're talking about really like character yeah. and sort of personality. Um, maybe something that's a little bit, I think, popular among a lot of young adults is um, when it comes to like personality, maybe your Enneagram number, um, maybe your zodiac sign how important is that in finding somebody you talk about that talk about that in the car i mean i i think you know if you're searching for a zodiac sign to tell you who you match up with you're probably in the wrong house tonight i think that you need to you, there we you, go. you need to you need to put your trust back in god and know that he's called you go and ahead. paired you with somebody it's just a matter of time right yeah. i think you know, so to, to me, it's not about worshiping false idols, right? It's about laying down and putting yourself before the Lord yeah. and saying that you're putting your trust in him. And, you know, if you want to hear what it is that, that you your sign is or who you are, again, he formed us. He knew who we were before yes. we did, right? And so he already knows everything about us. So why don't you just ask your creator instead of going to the paper? Wow. Right there. That's a My- word. Oh. Wow. You're, you're in finance? I know he's preaching because I think it's funny because sometimes without even realizing it, it's just, and I get it. It's a little bit lighthearted, but I remember seeing someone on Instagram a few weeks back that was saying like, oh, the earth is in retrograde. I'm losing my peace. I'm like, what? I'm like, this is just what it means to be a young adult in 2021. Like I lose my peace in December and retrograde. And then three weeks from now, like, (laughs) and I think that we could sometimes, you know, make something out of this, but, but really, I, when we're kind of unpacking like character and your, your match and your zodiac sign, one thing I've told couples when standing at the altar of marriage, and this is what was said over us too, is when you choose somebody, that person is perfectly designed by God to perfect virtue in you. And so their strengths, but also their weaknesses, God designed them for you. So maybe you're here tonight and you're thinking, oh, I, I can't date a Gemini because it's like, <laughs> but just maybe that is the person that God has because even their weaknesses, he's yeah. designed to perfect something in you. And that's, I think, what it comes to. So let's talk about dating for a second. So how should you date? Would you, date, would you have dated any differently knowing what you know now? Yeah, that just goes back to that scripture. Above all else, guard your heart because everything you do flows from it. For me, I didn't do that. And so if I could go back, I wouldn't have done half the things I did. So that's the simple answer for me. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But if it meant that I didn't get you, then, well, then it's just part of the story. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we can all look back and say that we've made some mistakes. And I think part of our journey is going through it. So I appreciate the bumps along the way. But would I also say what I do things differently? Yeah, that's part of this night, right, is us to be able to 
impart some of our wisdom, yeah, hopefully to you guys so that you can learn from prior mistakes because we don't have it all together or we didn't. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you can be okay with making mistakes. It's the fatal mistakes that we want to avoid. Mm-hmm. So being able to learn from the small mistakes and not tripping over the big hazard, I think is the biggest thing when it comes to making those decisions with dating. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think we would have dated differently if we would have knowing what we know now? Well, no, I feel like, um, for us, it was more so like I had these ideas on like the timeline. Um, and I was like, so caught up in that. And I feel like that just was, it just like kind of took the fun out of things, you know, when you're like, okay, well we need to, you know, all my friends are like getting engaged and like, (laughs) you know what I mean? You just like, hello. hello." Um, so I remember having conversations and it was just like put so much pressure on it. And so I think going back, I would have just, cause God's timing is perfect and it ended up being perfect the way that it was. But, um, stressing about it doesn't do any good. And so, but I think the one thing that I, um, Cause I dated some not so good guys before him. And the one thing that, um, I just really appreciated about dating him. He was really the first like godly man that I dated. And we just, um, initially, and the last, <laughs> we just, um, initially, cause I had just graduated high school and he had just gotten, but he was abroad and had just gotten back, um, from doing ministry overseas. And, we just spent really that whole summer going on dates and it was really casual and really fun. Um, and so before I put like the weird pressure and stress around things, it was actually such a sweet time of being, of just like getting to know one another and like not being weird about it. And cause I feel like so often we can just, we get in our heads about it and we just mm-hmm. make it weird and it doesn't need to be that way. Like it can just be fun and enjoyable. And this is just really practical here, but like, yeah. It doesn't have to be like this um, confusing thing where we're like calculating in our mind. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think there's just can be so much stress around it. Yeah. So I just enjoyed I felt like it wasn't that way with you. Yeah. And just some of you may know, but we dated actually five years. And that I don't think that was because we were like unsure. But right in the middle of our sort of dating season, and I'm not, we, there's, you know, I don't want to share too much, but your dad had passed away. And so talking about timelines, there's like, I think we waited just for a season, I think for her family to um, process and to heal. And that was really a moment for me where I kind of stepped into something new in our relationship. Um, And so I think when it comes to timeline, it's maybe different for each person, but dating should be fun. Yeah. Um, I don't think dating should be like, you know, some of the, aside from the shopping list, some of the weird, like, I guess, subcultures we can see, especially in church around dating is like, I call it like burning bush dating um, because like people, you know, they think of like, oh, I have this amazing sign that you are my spouse. (laughs) I know from, and like, you know, maybe someone said it to you tonight, like God told me we should get coffee. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, he didn't tell me that. So I think we would. (laughs) There's a disconnect there. And I think there's like all this pressure that we put on ourselves for dating. Like I should be courting someone. And I think there is a maturity required that like, I think every dating relationship should be leading somewhere. Yeah. And so there should be some movement and particularly around maturity towards marriage. So if you're not like mature, if you don't have like the maturity to be ready to be married, I think dating is something that you just kind of stay away from for now. Um, Because like, you know, I'm, I'm not just a fan of like dating as like just hanging out. 
You know, like some people aren't cool with you just kind of spinning your wheels and wasting a decade on meaningless, like just hang out then, yeah. right? Yeah. Like we don't have to make it this whole thing. Like, oh, we're dating. this, But but I think that the, on the flip side of that, there's like this pressure that we begin to say like, you are the one that God chose for me. And then mm-hmm. maybe when something doesn't work out, like, we th- oh, hey, what happened with you and so-and-so? And then it's, oh, I didn't feel peace about it. That's like the Christian, you know, thing. <laughs> God told me to break up with you. And we begin to make it, and it's we're we're kind of like either like over spiritualized. I don't know what the phrase is, but let me just say this. I think when it comes to dating, as I was thinking about it this week, dating really should be your chance to learn about how God created somebody else. Mm-hmm. And just like as you're sitting across the table at a coffee, can I just say, relax a little bit, just hang out, talk yeah. for a little while, like just have fun. And you should enjoy that season, but you should be learning how God created that person, how God has formed that person. And if there's something that excites you about that, or if there's something that you're drawn to or attracted to about the way that God created them, man, go for it. Be move, move. And if it doesn't work out, listen, this is part of your 20s too. Like we don't have to make it this whole like, okay, now like, oh, I don't feel peace about it. No, you're just passive aggressive. Like, let's just understand <laughs> <laughs> that it's Okay. You know, and maybe my, we've talked maybe with some other people, but maybe my thoughts on it are a little bit different, but I think dating should be really fun. I think it should be a chance for for you just to have some of the best times in your life. Um, Let's talk about something maybe a little bit more uncomfortable Um, when it comes to purity and uh, especially around dating. um, I think people may be wondering like, what's God's standard of purity? What does the Bible have to say about purity um, what, what does it mean to be pure in a romantic relationship? Well, everything that God does is pure from mm. the beginning of creation. Everything has been pure. And mm. so um, then we came and sin came. And so he had to send his son, yeah. right? And so through his son, we when we ask for forgiveness, we get to walk in purity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but with purity, we let the Holy Spirit lead us in it. We spend time in the word and the word helps to make us pure. Um, so in relationships, I would say, like Darren was saying, not to be unevenly yoked. If you're dating somebody um, that has the same belief as you, they have the Holy Spirit in them as well. And so both of you should possibly sit down and talk about, um, what are triggers maybe for you? What are things that, um, are good for you and things that you should probably stay away from and come up with a list together. Um, I think purity, um, is going to look a little bit different for each person, but at the end of the day, God is pure Mm. and pure means free of any contamination. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. I, I, just to add on, I would say you know it's most important first to put boundaries in place, and I think yeah. the second part is commitment. So you start with your commitment to God and honoring Him yeah. by yeah. setting those boundaries and having that discussion up front. Because if you have somebody who wants to cross the boundaries right away, is that really honoring God and setting that example for what you want to live your life by? Yeah, mm. yeah, so really good. great. And I think too, like particularly we're speaking about like sexual boundaries and, and, you know, purity in that way. 
And as we were talking a little bit about this before tonight, but as the pastor of this community, I just, I think I want to make it real crystal clear um, because it's part of my role. I hope you understand that like my part of my role is to make clear the will of God for your life. And so when the Bible talks about purity and really like sexual immorality, what the Bible is actually talking about is having any kind of sex with anyone before you're married. So now think about this, just track with this thought for just a moment because I got no amens there, by the way, because (laughs) I know that statement can feel initially like um, a room this size. I mean, there's people that are are going like, you know, there's some shame involved in that statement, understanding. But let me just, so there's this book of the Bible called Song of Songs or Song of Solomon, and it's really a, it's a poetry or poem written about a couple. And part of the wisdom I think around love is one of the the verses it says to not awaken love before it's time. Mm. And what that's referring to is remember sex is God's idea and he wants you to go all the way (laughs) in the container of marriage. Okay. (laughs) Let's get some, remember context here. So when we're talking about not awakening love before it's time, I just think that in a dating relationship, there should be no sexual activity. Why? Because you don't want to stir something up because there's really no going back from there. Boundaries don't work well in reverse, you know? And so to establish that and to say, this isn't something that we're going to even touch because we can't go all the way there. And so within the confines of marriage, listen, purity isn't just like a line to cross, we think like, how close can I get to the line or how much, how much fun can we have like, before I become unpure, right? And that's, that's not God's vision for purity. Yeah. God's vision for purity is actually, like Andrea said, it's a path to walk. See, many people here tonight are praying for God's will, but you don't want to do it God's way. Mm. So when, it, when we're talking about purity and dating relationships, and sexual boundaries. Listen, this is God's way. And God's way always leads to blessing and flourishing. God wants your relationships to flourish. I promise you. He's more passionate about you walking in the healthy relationship than you are. And so when God wants your relationships to flourish, but God also wants you to do it his way. The promise we read to start this night is that the steps of the righteous are ordered that God directs the path of the godly. What is it saying? It's saying if we walk in God's ways, the promise is that he will order our steps. I don't know about you, but I want what God wants for me. Mm -hmm. The way to do that, the way to activate the blessing of God is to walk in obedience to God. So let's just talk sex for a moment. Don't awaken love before it's time. There's a path of purity to walk. So when we do things God's way, the result is always God's will. The very last thing I think I just, I, I, I want to say about all of that is when we're sitting here tonight and you, you may have made mistakes, we did. You may have made some uh, bad choices or you may have had relationships and there are, listen, you carry that stuff with you. You bring your whole self into a relationship. And so the past hurts and the past um, activity and the past, all that stuff, it comes with you into your, your future. That's why this is such an important conversation for us to have in our 20s. Yeah. But let me just say too, as your pastor, there is grace for your past, yeah. but tonight I'm concerned with your future, okay? Yeah. So what I'm concerned with tonight, listen, we're gonna deal with the past. God can heal it. 
God, there's grace and forgiveness available in Jesus. But I'm, yeah, yeah amen. Yeah. But what I'm concerned about is your future. I want God's best for your life. I want you to walk out the, the, the will of God in the way that God would have it to activate that blessing and that flourishing. Maybe just one last question for you as we close. Um, let's turn to now like maybe marriage. Um, how do you know it's the right person? Is there one person for everyone? <laughs> well, I think, I think that's a million dollar question. I think it's yeah. hard to always know who the right person is, but I think, you know, every day that you walk in marriage, there's another confirmation, right? And I believe opposites attract. And you mentioned that. And I think me and Andrea in a lot of ways are polar opposites. And mm -hmm. I think that's also a gift, right? Because for my weaknesses, she's my strength, right? And vice versa. So having that and knowing and walking in that and being confident in, in who your partner is and knowing that they're not perfect and being able to pull them up or being pulled up yourself and being there. I think that's the importance of marriage of choosing the right one. And that again, goes back to that, that commitment that you make is mm -hmm. who, who are you and them and who are they and you? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Wow. That was good. And I think too, like letting the Holy spirit lead, like if you get a check in your spirit about somebody, don't mm -hmm. just let that pass. Pray on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Seek him about that. Just because he looks good. Doesn't mean he's good for you. Mm. So, um, good. Just let the Holy spirit lead you. Yeah. He'll tell you. Trust me. And if you don't feel like you're hearing anything, open up this book. It's the word of truth. Yeah. All really scripture is God breathed. Yeah. And it's, what is it? It's God breathed and it's useful for teaching, correcting, rebuking, and training in yeah, righteousness good. so that the servant of the Lord may be thoroughly equipped for all good works. That's what this is for. Mm. It's here for you. And so just like what Darren said, but yeah, even in marriage, yeah. I mean, so let the Holy Spirit lead. Yeah. And I think too, that question, we can sometimes like, again, it's a trust question of thinking like, is there one person for me? Or what happens if God takes too long? <laughs> or mm -hmm. what happens if I don't like the person that God chooses for me? <laughs> and there's just these trust questions that I think we kind of come around tonight and understand like the person, like, of course God would know who, who, who he would have for us. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's a, there's a purpose in, in a marriage relationship or in the relationships that surround us that God knows and God orders and God ordains. But what a powerful, even just thought to think pursuing Jesus and to allow the, the word to form me. Maybe the better question is, instead of, um, is there a right person for me? Am I the right person? Mm. You know, so instead of focusing on finding the right person to yeah. think, I'm, let me just focus on being the right person yeah. and watch who God brings into my life. Yeah, that's so good. And I feel like just even in marriage, I've had conversations with people where it's like, did I like marry the wrong person or did I get myself into the wrong situation or hmm. whatever? But um, I think, and I'm like such a big fan of like Hallmark and like the cheesy movies. And I feel like, so, like a little bit of my like romance is kind of stemmed from that. And I feel like even in culture and on Instagram, and I've heard it like said this way before, I think that we often mistake um, chemistry for commitment. And wow. so if you're in a committed relationship, 
like you're choosing that person every single day. Yeah. Um, and that is, I think when we talk about dating, it's your season to kind of figure that out and God will lead and the Holy Spirit will speak to you. And then once you choose that person and you're in, in a marriage with that person, um, that's a commitment. And I think we sometimes waver in the m- moment we like, I'm not feeling it. Oh my gosh. I like, he's so annoying. Or like, I definitely like, I like made the wrong decision. No, that's what you're feeling is like the chemistry isn't always there because that's just part of being married and you get to see the real and the raw parts of someone else. So the chemistry may not always be there, but the commitment is. And I think sometimes in our culture, we like confuse the two and think of it. um, Yeah. Just in the wrong way, if that makes any sense, but yeah, really good. So just to kind of end and um, just kind of our final question here. Um, what would you say is like encouragement to someone who's sitting here who um, is not married yet, but who's really like longing for that and is in a season of waiting? What would you like leave them with? I would say just hold on to God's promise, right? And I would mm-hmm. say, you know, if that's a goal or an aspiration that you feel is deeply within you, then I'd say hold on to that. And I would say don't give up because in, even in your lowest peak, when you think God's not with you, he's always working in the background. And so if you hold on to that promise and you listen and you really dig in, I think it's it's the enemy trying to, to sow in the, the doubt and the unbelief. And it's really important to really step forward and step out, you know, and focus on you. Yeah. And I think once you turn that, that focus on Jesus and you focus on yourself and that commitment to him, I think that's going to keep you in the right place to where, like she said, it's going to just happen and you're not going to be looking when it happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really good. I would say surround yourself with um, the right people too. I mean, Mm. this room tonight, it's incredible. We were talking about it. Darren and I didn't have this when we were in our 20s. What a gift this is to you guys. Um, And the way we know Pastor Cody and Rachel and the purity that they walk in and just the love that they have for you guys. And so get yourself in the right environment. Get in the word of truth. Mm. Honestly, soak in his presence. Wait on him. He's good at being God and he's not going to fail you. Get a promise, like Darren said. If you don't have one, get in here. There's plenty of promises for you to hold on to. Yeah. Really great. Do you want to add anything to that? No, I mean, thank you guys so much. So much wisdom in that. I would say, um, yeah, like God has got it. And I also feel like we, like each season is special in its own. And I think like, Again, if you're in a season of singleness, like God is doing something in your life. And I think sometimes we like devalue that for some reason. It's like a weird thing. And like that, like, oh, once I'm dating the right person, then, then my life will start. Then like God will use Mm -hmm. me or then, but like, no, if you're in a season of singleness, like that's a special unique season. Unlike any other, like I was saying, when you're dating, same thing, like that's a special unique season. And so I feel like regardless of where you're at in that, just, know like we can be content as Christians, regardless of what the season looks like, because because um, we've got faith that God is going to work in that season and is, is doing something, again, unique and special in that season. And so it's easy to feel like discouraged we're in wherever you guys are at. Um, but I just, we just want to encourage you, like yeah. God is faithful. Yes. He is over the season of your life. Um, it's marked. And so just... Mm remember that like God is good. And if it's, if you're single, amazing, 
Yeah. Um, if you have the desire to be with someone, God like put that desire in you. So he's going to bring the right person in the right time. Um, and if you're entering into marriage and if you're married and it's a whole nother season, like that's exciting and amazing. And that's a beautiful commitment that yeah. you walk out together. And so God is in, in every season. Yes. And so I just, I want to make sure to, to make that clear. Like it's not, there's not one season that's more special or like this is better. Or this is, there's value here, but no value here, wherever you guys are at. Um, God is the same and God is faithful.